0: Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back to another podcast episode. How are you doing? I hope that your September is off to an amazing start. We're actually at the end of September. (laughs) Probably by the time this podcast goes out, it will be the end of September. So I hope that you've had a great September. It will officially be fall. I am already eager to start baking my pumpkin bread and all of the fall goodies. So today's podcast is super inspirational, and I believe it's really going to ground you deeply in what you want for your marriage. It's going to ground you deeply in what's possible for you and your spouse, And I've been doing a lot of thinking about this idea of being better together as a couple as I'm preparing for the most incredible event that is coming up on October 22nd and 23rd. And I wanted to share some of the insights that I'm gaining with you here on the podcast. So we're going to be talking about how to be better together as a couple At the event itself, you're going to get like the mechanics and the how-tos and the skills and the tools. And today we're going to be talking about it from the angle of why you'd want to do it in the first place, right? Like why? (laughs) What does it even matter if that's not where you are right now? But before we dive into that, I have a story, right? I promised you that I would loop back around with all of the things. And so today I wanted to just talk with you about a flood, <laughs> a flood that we had here where I live. And it started out actually as a tornado warning. So the kids and I were eating dinner. I get the like emergency broadcast system on my phone that there's a tornado warning in our area that we should go to the lowest level possible. And for us, that is our basement. So we stopped eating. (laughs) They didn't know. They're only five and seven. They have no clue. But I was like, hey, guys, like, let's go on down in the basement, which for them was amazing and exciting because for sure, they were not really eating in the first place. So we have this tornado warning and then my husband comes home and he comes downstairs and eats his dinner while we're just all hanging out. And we're in one of the bathrooms down there. And all of a sudden, there's like water (laughs) on the floor. And we're like, what happened? And it was flooding. Our basement was in the active process of flooding while we were down there. So, you know, we take the kids upstairs and our alarm is now going off because it's connected to whatever thing detects water. So, our alarm is going off. Now, as you can imagine, with again, two small children, an alarm going off is very scary to them and it's not stopping going off. So, scrambling around, calling the alarm company, trying to disarm the alarm. It's just total, utter chaos. The reason I want to tell you this story for this particular podcast episode is because of how my husband and I navigated that situation. It is an excellent example of what being better together as a couple looks like we did not argue with each other. We did not step on each other's toes. We just literally like fell into place doing all the things that needed to get done. And we did so like seamlessly. I am so proud of us (laughs) for that, right? And here are three things that I noticed about how we handled it. The first thing that we had to do was sort of just throw out the rules and make things easy. So this actually started for us with just eating in the basement. That's not something we normally do. We try to keep the food and the food areas not in the basement, which is also where my office is. And We were just like, well, this is what the situation calls for. We don't need to abide by any rules that don't make sense right now. And I want you to start thinking about that in your marriage. Are you trying to abide by certain rules and expectations that just don't make sense given where you are? Okay. the other thing that worked really well was we asked a lot of questions instead of making assumptions Now, when we first noticed the water, my husband asked, like, was our son in here playing, right? And he had been in the bathroom playing and he likes, well, actually he wasn't playing. He was washing his hands. But when he washes his hands, he turns the water on as high as it can go. And he likes to let it accumulate in the sink. So instead of like blaming me, right, for not watching him or not making sure that he dried up, He just asked the question. He's like, were the kids in here playing? Like, what happened? Right. And that ability to ask a question instead of making an assumption is so important. And so I want you to think about like, where are you making assumptions instead of asking questions to get more clarity? Where are you coming in with sort of a negative perception as opposed to just being curious and seeing what's there? Okay. And then the third thing that really worked well for us was just trusting each other that we were all doing our best. So once the alarm started going off, both of my children were freaking out, especially my son. He has sensory issues and just does not like loud noises whatsoever. And so I literally had to carry him and hold him. And as we're doing that, right, like my husband is on the phone now with the alarm company trying to get the alarm to stop, which took a long time because there's lots of different things you need to disconnect in different parts of the house for that to happen. And I remember being so conscious of like trying to keep myself calm as my kids are freaking out and also trusting my husband was doing his best. Like I wasn't rushing him. I wasn't trying to like urge him along and make him move faster. It was like, he's doing his best and I'm going to do my best over here. And so I want you to also think about like, where are the times when you don't trust that your partner is doing their best and you're trying to control the situation or you're asking a lot of accusatory questions or you're trying to get them to move along at your pace because you're not trusting them. Okay. So again, this story, an update on my life in the month of August. I thought it was important because, again, when you are striving for this being better together as a couple, you want to always be looking at how you're showing up and what are you doing that's adding to and contributing to the health of your relationship. And so when I talk about being better together as a couple, really what I'm talking about is both of you are consciously and intentionally being your best self, you are being patient, you're being kind and understanding and compassionate, and that automatically results in a better marriage. There's literally no quicker way to create a better marriage than both of you showing up as your best, right? And so as we think about that today, and as we enter into this conversation, I want you to just, you know, listen and get inspired and get excited about what is actually possible for you in your marriage being better, right? Because I could come here and I could tell you all the things to do, but if you don't have a deeply compelling and moving reason, you're not going to do it, right? Like how many times have you probably been listening to this podcast already And in the moment when we're having the conversation, it makes so much sense. You're so on board. Then you go back to your regular life and then it's just sort of falls by the wayside. It's because we didn't anchor in why you want to do this. We didn't anchor in you seeing the picture of possibility crystal clear. Okay. So globally, when we think about being better together as a couple, there's really no better use of your time than improving your marriage. And that is because your marriage is literally like the seam that is sewn throughout all of your life. How you are feeling in your marriage affects how you feel about yourself. It affects how you parent your children. It affects how you sleep. It affects how you eat. It affects how you drink. (laughs) It affects how you use your money. It affects how you perform at work. It affects your energy levels, your focus levels, your overall emotional well-being is so deeply connected to the health of your marriage. And so I could talk about it very broadly, but I wanted today to really break it down into three specific areas that when you have a better marriage, when you're operating better together as a couple that you notice these three things in particular being elevated, being a better experience for both of you. These are also the three sort of pillars and hallmarks that I'm going to be talking about in the workshop component of the Better Together Couples event in October, okay? So you're getting sort of like a preview and a precursor to that so that when you attend the event, Because I know that you are going to attend the event. When you attend the event, you will just already be there, right? So the first aspect that I wanted to talk about is better conversations. And I want you to think about what is the value of having better conversations in your marriage. So I want you to just take a snapshot in your brain of what your conversations look like now, right? Because they're looking however they're looking. So we want that as our baseline. And then I want to take you to the finish line of better conversations. And so better conversations often looks like you having better understanding of each other. You're not questioning and confused. You're like, no, I totally understand you. I totally understand your perspective because we're having a better conversation. We're having a higher level conversation, we're having a conversation that really addresses what's going on. And that's not, you know, talking about pointless and meaningless things, right? We're having better conversations that are getting to the root of what's happening. Better conversations are also more productive. How many times have you found yourself having like an hour long conversation, just going around in circles where everyone's just proving their point, debating not listening, and you end the conversation feeling like that was literally a complete waste of my time and energy. I know I've had those conversations. And so better conversations are more productive. You walk away on a positive note. You walk away feeling like, I know exactly what we're going to do next. We have a plan. We're moving ourselves forward and things are going to be better from this day on, right? Better conversations also create connection. I want you to think about how many times you enter a conversation with your spouse, and if it's not a good conversation, you feel disconnected, you feel tension, you feel distance, you don't even want to be around each other after having the conversation. When you have better conversations, you want to be connected, right? Better conversations also include a level of openness and honesty and vulnerability, that when you open your heart to each other through your communication, you are closer. I want you to think about conversations you've had where you walked away feeling like touched and moved and inspired. Those are the conversations you wanna be having in your marriage, right? And better conversations are also those conversations where everyone is heard. There's no like, my perspective is more important than yours. It's like, no, both of our perspectives matter. I'm being heard. You're being heard. There we go, right? Better conversations also look like accomplishing what you set out to accomplish, right? This may be a lot of us go to conversations, maybe with a request, maybe something's not working, and we go wanting to find a solution to make some aspect of our lives together better. And so that often includes making a request or extending an invitation to change something or to do something. And when you're having better conversations, most times those requests, those invitations are honored. So you actually get what you want when you can master having better conversations together. It's also an opportunity to sort of knit problems in the bud, right? When you're having high level, productive, loving, respectful conversations, you resolve your issues. You resolve whatever is not working and trade it for some solutions that actually help you. And then the last thing as I thought about better conversations was their model for your children. I want you to like Rewind in your own mind some of those poor conversations you might have heard or listened to as a child, whether those conversations were between your parents or your parent and another adult. Whatever the case may be, as children, we are always in the environment of adult conversations. And so if for you, what was modeled were not productive and healthy conversations, it's likely you struggle with that because you don't even know the difference. You don't even know what it looks like for people to have loving, respectful conversations together. And so I want you now, though, to think about what a gift that would be for your children if they could grow up in a home where the parents talk to each other with kindness and compassion and they were patient with each other and they didn't blame each other, but that they really listened How valuable is that? I think as a parent, there's no greater gift you can actually give your child, literally, right? And so thinking about the deeper impact of having better conversations, you have a more peaceful and calmer existence together, right? Like when you're having better conversations, there's just no beef. There's no tension. There's no aggravation with each other. It's just a more peaceful, calmer existence together. You're not walking on eggshells. You're just like being open and loving and understanding and listening. There you go, right? When you have better conversations, you also have a lot more energy for other things in your life right? You're not exhausted from the energy drain of having an unproductive conversation that doesn't end well. And overall, there's just more positive energy between the two of you when you are communicating well. There we go, right? So better conversations. That's one thing I want you to think about as you listen to that, what really stood out to you as like your compelling reason why, like why you want to have better conversations in your own marriage. Okay. The second component that I wanted to talk about is better connection. Whenever I want to feel deeply connected to my husband, I listen to music. It is the best thing ever. Even in preparing for this podcast, I listen to music because I was like, I want to be in the energy of like a better connection, a better connection to love, right? Because that's what marriage is about in the first place. It's feeling love. And so when you have a better connection, you really have sort of this experience of each other of enjoying yourselves together, right? Like you got married because you enjoyed each other. And when you are focused on building a better connection, you enjoy the time you spend together. You seek each other out, right? Like there's no distracting yourself with 101 things. It's like, no, like I'm just here available. Like, what are you doing? Like, Hey, do you want to grab lunch? Did you eat? How's your day? Right? That literally just happened. My husband, worked from home today, which is rare. And he was like, hey, did you eat? I was like, no. He's like, "Uh, let's go. Let me go get you something from Panera. Right? Like, that's a good connection. So you're seeking each other out. You're looking for how can I be connected to you? How can I, you know, support you? How can I be with you just in your energy, in your presence? There's nothing better than feeling that way about your spouse and them feeling that way about you, right? When you have a better connection, you also share joint interests. On our little anniversary getaway, we sat and like binge watched, um, what is the show? The Prophet, one, The Prophet, and Shark Tank, right? We love just the energy of the sharks and the profit guy. Cause we like joke around and love when people like really just tell the truth and hold nothing back. We find it so amusing. And so we love those shows and how fun is it to just have a better connection where you can share those joint interests together. Having a better connection also feels like being best friends where you can laugh and have sort of those lighthearted and playful conversations together And you can also comfort and support each other in the hard times of life, right? Like all of us are going through stuff. There's stuff at work, there's stuff with the kids, there's stuff with your health, there's stuff with your family. And so having a better connection with your spouse means that you always have someone there who is comforting you and supporting you through all of that stuff, right? Having a better connection means also having each other's back and going above and beyond to be of service and helpful to each other, right? I think about the value of just being able to ask your spouse to do something for you, like a favor or something that's a little inconvenient for them, but would just help you out so much. And that's priceless. It's priceless to have a partner where that is how you operate together, where it's just like, yeah, do you need need something? Of course, let me help you. And having a better connection with each other also feels like you're together even when you're not in each other's presence. Like You carry their energy with you. You carry their presence with you. Even when you're away, I think about when I was in Cabo and I remember especially one night at dinner, you know, having dinner with one of my coach friends and there were a lot of other couples there. And I just like felt the energy of my husband, like, oh my gosh, he would love to be here. Like I could see us sitting at this table too, having, you know, conversations and eating and just like, I felt him in that experience with me. I want you to think about what would it mean for you to just carry your spouse in your heart everywhere you go and just feel deeply connected to him or her. If you're a husband listening to this as well, right? And then the deeper impact, right, is you get to be seen and known and accepted. I want you to just think about that, right? I think like of Adam and Eve and how they were just like seen and known and accepted by each other, even in their nakedness, right? Like We think about being naked before each other where it's like, you know me at all levels and you see me at all levels and you love me at all levels and you accept me at all levels. There's nothing I have to hide from you. That is what better connection offers you, right? So not only are you fully seen and known and accepted by your spouse, you offer that to them as well, where they could come to you with anything and you see them and you know them and you understand them and you just pour on love. And I think that when you can reach this point You experience love at one of the highest levels. You feel supported and you're just held. However, you're showing up, whatever you're going through, like it's like being loved and held by God, right? Where it's just like, here I am, I'm a mess, and that's okay, right? You're receiving your partner's unconditional love. When you have a better connection, you also just have this confidence and security that you'll always have each other. It's like an unbreakable bond. Like nothing is going to tear us apart. Nothing can separate our love from each other, right? I think about, again, that scripture, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And I think when we think about marriage, that was God's design. He wanted us to experience his love Here on earth through the relationship with our spouse. And so imagine having that confidence that nothing is going to make your spouse not love you. Nothing is going to make you not love your spouse anymore. Right. And that just offers us a peek into how deep and how wide God's love is for us. And the last thing that I'll share with you is the idea of better thoughts about each other. So much of the experience you have in your marriage is a function of the thoughts you have about each other. And so having better thoughts about each other looks like focusing on what you love about your partner. I teach my clients to do this intentionally. You can focus on what you love about them in terms of their physical appearance. That's a wonderful place to start right? Just zeroing in on like, what do I find incredibly attractive about this person? You can also look at their character. Like what are their personality traits that you just love? Just like focus in on that. What are the things they do in terms of actions and behaviors that you just really, really love? There are times for me when I'm just like, I love that my husband checks the mail and that he pays the bills right away because that's something I don't like to do. (laughs) We decided very early on in our marriage that he would be the one to check the mail and handle anything in the mail. He opens my mail. He tells me what it is. He tells me what's the next step. All of that stuff saves me so much time and energy. I love that about him. Okay, so what is it for you? Can you think about what do you love about your spouse? That is what having better thoughts looks like. Having better thoughts also looks like giving your partner the benefit of the doubt. So if they do something that maybe doesn't make sense to you or is not how you would do it, or if they forget something that maybe they committed to doing, you don't assume they mean the worst. You don't assume that they don't care, that they don't value the agreement, right? You don't assume any of that. You tell yourself they're doing the best they can. Right. You assume that they mean well and that they do care. That's what it looks like to have better thoughts about your partner. And I want you to think about why would you want to spend time thinking they don't care? We do it all the time, but why? Like, what is the point of that? Who does it help? How does it advance the experience that you want to be having together? It doesn't. It doesn't. Right having better thoughts also looks like finding a strength in them, even in their flaws, right? So I want you to think about all of us being like a double-sided coin, right? Or two sides of a coin, where on one side or one face, we have a strength, right? And when that strength is used at its best bandwidth or its best level, then it's amazing. But that same strength used in excess or used in neglect can also be a challenge. And so everything about each of you is both a strength and an area for improvement when it's not managed and, you know, demonstrated at its best. And so anything that you are frustrated about with your spouse in terms of their qualities, personality traits, I want you to start stretching yourself to look at like, well, how is this also a good thing? Right? So maybe they are very indifferent about things sometimes where you're like wanting to be excited and you bring something to them and they just meet you with like a lukewarm response. That may seem like a bad thing, but when you're focused on better thoughts about your partner, you can also see how like in really challenging situations or in crisis moments, they are solid. They're not freaking out, right? They're the rock in those situations. So everything has a positive side. And I want you to also, as you're considering having better thoughts, that this is something you have to do intentionally. It's not something that's just gonna come naturally. When you were dating, of course it did, But over the course of your marriage, when expectations aren't met and things happen and disappointments arise, it's going to present barriers for you to naturally be able to do this. And so you're going to have to be intentional about it. But when you are intentional about thinking better thoughts about your spouse, you have the experience of being with someone you completely adore and utterly love. I'm going to say that again because it's so profound. When you think better thoughts about your spouse, you have the experience of being with someone you completely adore and utterly love. You are utterly in love with them. And this is really more a function of how you think about them Than what they are actually doing. So as you consider why you want to be better together as a couple, consider how being better as a couple is going to give you better conversations, a better connection, and better thoughts, which creates the experience of a better marriage. There's no other way of getting there. This is the work. And I am so excited to share all of it with you more deeply at the Better Together Couples event. You have to register. You will go to my website, drshavon.com. There is a button that says Better Together Couples event. You can read all about it, see all the details, It is virtual, so no matter where you are, you can attend. It is completely free. I want as many people as humanly possible to have the experience of getting the right help for their marriage. I believe being better together as a couple is possible for everyone who wants it. And you want it. Your spouse wants it too. So go to my website, drshavon.com, click Better Together Couples Event, sign up, and I will see you there. And before then, we will have another podcast episode. So I will meet you right back here next week for another episode. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On to when Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly B-I-T forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. That's B I T dot forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.